0: What's going on? This is Louis Angel right here with AE Mind, and I have with us a very special guest. He's a good friend of mine, and he's also an international number one bestseller. He wrote this book right here, "Goes to Greatness. Please welcome Mr. Juan Bendana from Canada.
1: What is up, Luis? What is up, everybody? How are we doing?
0: Doing good, man. We're chilling out here. How's Canada right now, man?
1: It's good. It's hot. It's really hot. It's like... <laughs> California of the north hot but it's good <laughs> is, it's good it's ridiculous
0: I remember the first time I went up there it was freezing cold I've never been in the snow before uh and you took a snowboarding man that was a good time a few years back so I can't I It can, <laughs> was ridiculous I can't even see Canada being like super hot like California hot it's weird
1: yeah it's 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 really hot for those of you who <laughs> think Canada's always cold you have another thing coming
0: and uh, we were actually just here in California where well, I live here, but you were down here at this huge youth event, Global Youth Leadership Summit. It's held uh, every year in the summer, and it's where a bunch of kids get together from all over the world. And this is actually where you got your start, and we'll get into that story in a, little bit, you know, a little bit later. But uh, you know, talk to me about your experience this time around at the GYLS event.
1: It was, it was unbelievable. The, every single year, I've been back for the past six years, And the program in a nutshell is youth from over 42 countries that come together to learn about leadership and achievement and um, different personal development skills that they don't teach in schools, that they teach at seminars, but at those seminars, usually it's adults or people that have already gone through a career and already graduated school. So every year I go back, I'm just floored by the amount of kids and individuals that have a mindset that has surpassed their parents, surpassed people in their 40s, 50s, that have been conditioned so much to a place where they can't accept new change. And these kids just seeing the freshness of their ideas, of, of the things that they want to create and achieve is just one of the best weeks of the year. And I'm, I'm sure that you know, you've been, you've been coming back for what, three years now?
0: Yeah, this is my fourth one, so... Your
1: fourth it's, year, it's, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it's just the transformation's unbelievable, not only for them, but for myself as well and all the other coaches that come and serve at the program. So it was just unbelievable this year. Absolutely incredible. Yeah,
0: definitely, man. And you helped out so many people, not only these kids, but also the other coaches that were there. Uh, we do these board breaks. I know the kids do um, them. They go through their own breakthroughs and have their own you know board break experiences. But then, as coaches, we have our own sessions where, you know, somebody leads that, and then we we have our own breakthroughs. And you are one of the individuals responsible for that. Um, so, uh, listen, I want to talk to you about this because I, I I can break through a board pretty. The physical action of breaking through a board is not that difficult, right? Uh, but then you see individuals that are struggling, whether it be the actual physical active action of breaking the board or just there's a mental block. And there were several times where, you know, you had uh, our other coaches holding the boards and the people trying to break through the boards were having a tough time. And then you just step in there and you help facilitate that and you help, you know, give these individuals a breakthrough. So what do you think uh, it is about you that that helps you that helps you? You know, you, with the coaches, having their breakthroughs with the board breaks.
1: With with the board break, and for those of you who don't know, a board break is essentially a exercise in overcoming limiting beliefs where you write a limiting belief of I'm not enough, I'm not this, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, etc. On the front of the board and then on the back of the board, you put what you're breaking through. So a lot of the times, people do board breaks in karate. There's 8, 9, 10-year-olds that do board breaks that they can physically break through the board. But a lot of the times, I've seen guys that are six feet, 180 pounds, slap the board because of the mental association they have with what is on the front of the board. So mm-hmm. with the coach's board break this year, I've been doing it for the past three years, and this year I I stepped back and I let a few other coaches step into the leadership role of running it, but I was still there to sort of help the, not difficult cases, but the ones that were having a tough time letting go of what was on their board. And <laughs> this year was just insane with the amount of people that were so emotionally tied to what mm. they had written. And the, the shift in that is really the decision to mm. actually step over that. Because a lot of the times when someone has a belief, and this isn't just for board breaks, this is for everything in life. When someone has a certain belief, When someone has a a rule, something that, that dictates what they do and have certain actions about, they are so quick to be attached to that because it provides them with their needs. It provides them certainty. It gives them sometimes connection and love with other people. It gives them significance. And then when you're told to break through that, even though they know it's good for them, even though they know it's good to stop that thing, to break that habit, to stop that pattern they don't want to because that thing fulfills their needs and something that meets their needs if you don't replace it with something else then it will never be you will always go back to that original story that original that original belief right so with the coaches we had a lot of people a lot of them that that were in this story of i want to break through this but that thing provided me so much that i need And they weren't focusing on the thing that was on the other side of the board, which provides the same needs in a more empowering way. So, some of that, I'm not good enough, on the other side would be, I'm exactly who I need to be, that still fulfills the need of certainty, of significance, of connection, of growth in a more empowering way. And once they, and really when someone was working with someone, and I remember there was one specific scenario where someone was doing a board break and they were not getting through it, they tried 10 times and then our head trainer told told me because i i just stepped into work with her told me go bring her to the chairs which is essentially you smash it down with your foot or with yeah. your hand down on chairs and i was like no she's she's got this because i saw she was stuck in the store she wasn't she was doing her practice ones great but mm-hmm. then when the story came up when the belief came up she froze and yeah, it, took it was her like fl- that
0: metal block and i would see that she would just she you can tell that she could physically break through but I think it was just a mental block like you're saying her old story was just stopping her right before you know breaking right through the board right
1: a hundred percent there's the hesitation that the last second they don't follow through because they they still want what that story was giving them and that's mm-hmm. they understand that it served them that belief served them in a certain way because it met something within them but it took her five or six tries with me, and every single time our trainer was like, take her to the, bo- take her to the chairs, take her to the chairs, she's, she's done, she's tired. And I just, like, there's just a bolt. And I think the shift with that was the belief in the person. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I would step up to someone that had tried, like, seven or eight times, I, I believed with every cell in my body that they were getting through, and there was no other option yeah. aside from that. So me having that certainty gave them the certainty that they needed to break through it you know what I mean which is was always within them it was just being there building the rapport with that person being like I'm here I got you I know you can do this so let's do it let's write Mm -hmm. this in ink you know
0: yeah because and here's the thing it's not necessarily about this coach or that coach they couldn't do it or they could do it um, it, it's, it really, sometimes it's just about, like, what you just said, building that rapport, building that connection with the individual, and, and, feeling that confidence with somebody else. Because I'm sure that you've had this experience where, you know, you, you were going through something, and, and somebody, like, a really good friend, a close friend, was telling you to do something different. Like, hey, you, you have to eat well, right? You have to eat your veggies, you have to eat your vegetables, and you ignore them for, for a long time, even though you were close friends. And then somebody else that maybe was... You know had the confidence and, and had and you saw maybe the changes that you wanted to see in yourself in them um, you know you saw that in them and and they told you hey you got to eat your veggies and they told you one time and then boom that was a shift right that was a shift that you needed just that one person even though somebody else had told you a million times before to go and make the changes you just needed this other individual to to help you kind of see that way um, and, and I think that's the case with you you, you know you, you step in there and you Expel that that confidence, and the other individuals see that, and they attach to that, and boom, you know, it, it helps them break through through the board. Yeah, and
1: it's and it's an energy thing, right? Like I've I've mm-hmm. worked with people that I know need a, a energy of a feminine that they need a girl mm-hmm. that they need to be worked with with a girl, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring in a girl coach that I, I trust in their skills and their ability because even though I know I could a potential like eventually break through. I know that what that person needs is a feminine energy. Or what that person needs is someone that has been through a certain scenario. What that person needs is someone that can relate on a deeper level than that. Because you can always build rapport with someone. Rapport is an easy thing to be able to create and build. It's a skill that can be mastered. But, well, should I say, and the ability to connect on a deeper level with something that's happened to you in your life, that you can connect with someone, someone that that lost a parent Mm
0: -hmm. will
1: be able to connect on such a deeper level with someone else that's going through that same thing than someone who hasn't, can't fully appreciate what that person's going through. So I think, I think the shift in that is being committed no matter what, like the belief that I went into that board break with was that every single person's breaking through this board one way or the other. Yeah. And having that certainty and confident in the coaches that were running the board break that they did a fantastic job, like mm-hmm. unbelievable job. Yeah. And the holders that I knew that every single person that was holding board was highly skilled, highly trained and could get this done. Sometimes it's just a shift in energy and then that's what it That's what it takes to break through, right?
0: So talking about shifts, man, I, let's just shift over real quick to you as little Juan because we get these, you know, these kids, these 14 to 17-year-old kids walking into our dorms at this event and we call them future leaders and we, you know, we see them and and we, the one question that we always ask them, the icebreaker question is, you know, why are you here? What made you come? And a lot of them say, well, I was forced to come, come, my mom or my dad made me come. So I know, you know, Juan, as an international bestseller now, you weren't always this knowledgeable about these tools and techniques to help people break through. So what was the shift that made you break through to actually want to come to these events and and show up and and learn and, and have an open mind to all these new ideas?
1: Well, backtrack to when I was like 12 years old. That's when I really did my first personal development thing and I hated it. I went to a four-day, 50-hour Anthony Robbins seminar called Unleash the Power Within back in 2007, and I went in the first day. I was 12 years old, and I couldn't stand it because I was was immersed with people that were talking about the problems that they had in their marriage, people that were talking about Mm -hmm. taxes, people that were talking about careers, and I wanted to talk about video games and sports and kid stuff, right? And it just didn't seem applicable. There was no match in my mind. There was such a disconnect between the people that were there and myself. So I sat outside of the seminar room. I took a nap on a few benches. And I I was like, I'm never coming back. And then I come back the next year just to give it another chance. My mom said, you're a little older. Maybe you'll like it. And still the same thing. Didn't really like it. Still did the fire walk, walking across hot coals. Thought it was pretty cool, but there was no... Serious change and then yeah. 2010 rolls around and I hear about this global youth leadership summit that they had people from all over the world from 30 different countries come in and and train with the best of the best in leadership and achievement and, and stuff like that from an event that I was at and then I was like oh that sounds pretty cool mm-hmm. and they only select a few people per country and they made it, they hyped it up so much at this event that I was at it was insane, <laughs> they did a fantastic job and Right. Afterwards I was sitting beside someone and they're like, Wow, that sounds great. How old are you? And then I was like, Well, I'm... at the time I was fifteen and they're like, Oh, that's perfect. You could um you you're eligible to apply, but you probably won't get in. And me being mm. the the cocky, conceited fifteen year old that I was, I was like, I'm I'm doing it even though like I'm yeah. I'm applying just to say I got in. I'm not even gonna go, I'm just gonna apply. Yeah. So then <laughs> I'm gonna show you that I can do this ex- and I can get in. Exactly. <laughs> and so I wrote you had to write an essay. It was like a big deal. You had to write an essay, you had to get a reference letter, a letter of recommendation, you have to get community hours, you have to get so many things for this application. I was like, this is is pretty serious. But I just want to get accepted so I can stick it to this person's face, basically. So Mm -hmm. I do the application, write the essay, get a letter of recommendation, and my sister does the same thing because I convinced her. I was like, it's in San Diego, we could totally go. It'll be fun, jokingly, not Mm -hmm. knowing that we would actually go. And then... Um long story short we both get accepted and my mo- I was like I'm not going to go though my mom obviously being the crazy personal development lady she is was like you guys are going it's going to be amazing you're going to have the time of your life and uh she bought our plane tickets we went didn't want to go because I had a few like friends birthday parties and some events lined up in that week that they I didn't do. want exactly I had pool <laughs> parties and like what else, what else do 16 year olds do right so yeah. I was super pissed off that I was going to this event while all my friends were at home having these, like, g- these summer parties. And I was super upset. My sister wasn't thrilled either. And we get there, and I remember the first day sitting, three rows back, seat all the way to the left. And then Marlon mm-hmm. comes on and is like, there's greatness in this room. And I thought, that's a mm-hmm. load of crap. And yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. want any part of it. And and what I realized, and what made the shift for me, in because I had people... I had a friend, David Wilson, come up to me at the first dance and just talk to me for a good half an hour. And I'd never had someone connect with me at that deep of a level. And the realization that there's like, wow, there's more kids that are my age that are into the same kind of stuff that I wanted to be into. But I was ashamed because I was afraid of what other people would think. I was afraid of of being judged for going to seminars. That's what 40, 50 year olds do. (laughs) but there's a seminar yeah. for people my age and that's just what got me hooked and then fast forward 7 years now I'm going through the program I've been a coach at it for the past 4 years and it's my favorite by far my favorite week of the year um I go yeah, to a lot yeah. of events but there's something different with this event that's just the amount of potential and the ability in that room that transforms is just like nothing I've ever seen before so so yeah that's where I think people we are.
0: <clears throat> People are probably thinking, those that are watching or listening to the podcast, that this is pretty much just a sales pitch for GYLS, but it's not. It's We're not. Literally we are not
1: selling <laughs> GYLS. We have turned down. We had to turn down this year like 50-some kids. Last year we had to turn down because we didn't have space. So please don't apply. Um, no, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. You can apply no. if you want, but it's not a sales pitch. Um, whatsoever. No, this is
0: just like us, you know, Juan just absolutely loves it because he's been through the program. He, he's been through and they have these terms, ambassador, alumni, you come back, youth leader, youth coach, coach. So he's been through the ranks, uh, kind of like military, you know, you go through the ranks. This is essentially, he went through all of that. Now he coaches others to kind of go through that themselves. Um, and myself, I've been back as a coach for the past few years. So we just absolutely love this event and all the other events, UPW, we, we both have been youth coaches at the, at UPW, where we help guide kids to go through fire walks and experience that event, you know, as a whole. Uh, so, we just love, you know, the environment, we love helping kids, and and Juan, that's what led him, I'm sure, to writing this book, which we, we will get it to this in a moment, um, but first of all, you know, I was at the book launch party that you had um, in May, and you brought up your mom. You brought up your mom to the front, and, you know, obviously you got emotional, there's a lot of emotions running there. You know, what has your mom meant to you throughout this entire journey because she was the one that bought you your first plane ticket to come out here. You know, what, what was her I, 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 I kind of know her story of where she came from and where you guys came from and the struggles that she had. But, you know, t- tell the audience, like, what, what did you see in her that made you want to just be like, man, I want to be a better person because my mom is out there hustling and bustling and doing the thing.
1: Because, well, she she had such a drive and desire to constantly just get better in every area whether it was health whether it was business like she came here from Nicaragua um with a box of books no money and built a million dollar business like on her own you know and that and she she really showed that there is such a power in the why of what she had because her why was us her why was build leaving a legacy her why was building us to be great. So in her doing that, it sort of put me in the mindset of like, I want to do this not only for her, but for myself to sort of carry on that legacy. So what what she's been doing with personal development and all that kind of stuff and supporting me in everything that I've done, it's unbelievable. Both my parents have. They they Definitely. They came and created this environment that I was able to, grow. I was able to get to that level and get to level where I am now and still continue to grow. You know, so um, I think it's just just unbelievable what she's done. And even to this day she's always asking, what's my next thing? What are you doing next? Um, How can I help? Um, Have you read this book and just always growing together now as opposed to her teaching me now? Like, I'll recommend her books. I'll send her articles. We'll go to events together and it's just like a phenomenal relationship that has completely predicated where I am right now, 100%. Yeah.
0: Now, your mom, your dad, Sergio, I mean, the, you have amazing parents, man. I, whenever I go there, they just, you know, they welcome me and everybody else in the community with open arms, so um, it's an awesome, we call them, you know, Mama and Papa Bendania, so <laughs> you have incredible parents, man. So, goes to greatness, all right, so let's get to this. This book is phenomenal, it's amazing as Martin would say, it's phenomenal. Um, You talk about so many things. One of the things was about having a vision and also creating a plan. So talk to me about that, like what is it about a vision? Because a lot of people say, you know, such as the law of attraction, you know, just think about this positive thing and it'll come into your life, but it's not necessarily like that. So what's your take on having a vision for something that you want and about creating the plan to actually achieve that vision or that goal?
1: I think vision is necessary for change vision because Mm -hmm. humans change for two reasons they either change because it's too painful of a situation or the pleasure of having that thing is too great that they need it they need to have it right so they either Mm -hmm. move towards pleasure or move away from pain and having a vision of that pleasure is what pushes you and having a vision of staying away from that pain is what drives people because a goal a lot of there's both sides of it right so there's having a goal with no vision and it's just something you want and there's nothing there's nothing that is emotionally charging that thing for you to actually move forward in its attainment so the law of attraction is great and all but it will do nothing for you if you don't take the necessary action to attain what you want to achieve like if you don't do take the necessary steps for a goal's attainment, it will not happen just by imagining, just by visualizing. And what people don't understand is that a vision, a true vision that you step into every day will consciously create you the identity of, that's the person that I want to be, so I'm going to take this action. So it unconsciously makes you take that action. So I do agree with the law of attraction because if you really implement the Law of Attraction, if you really dive into it fully, it will force you to take the necessary actions because you you feel so compelled to get this thing that you just bridge the gap, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to. If you want this thing so bad, it's not... You're like, I can't, I can't stop. I can't keep on visualizing. I have to actually do something. So, which is why, like, in the book, I wanted to have both of those pieces along, like, have the psychology behind achievement which is the visualization getting over the stories that we have in our heads of why we can't do something but also the tactical pieces of like how do you achieve this goal what actions do you need to take how do you create a plan how do you overcome the obstacles that when when you're trying to achieve a goal come up there's obstacles that come up that no one really talks about both external things outside of yourself if you get fired from a job if someone rejects you but also internal the stories that we have the beliefs that say I'm not good enough the beliefs that say I can't achieve this goal the, the the things in our mind internally that stop us from doing the thing so these obstacles are the tactical pieces to get to where we want to be but the psychology and the law of attraction and the the vision that you create is equally as important I feel
0: oh definitely and and you mentioned about having these obstacles and you dedicated chapter to failure, so what is it, you know, give, give me an example of your own life where I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, hey, we're all human, so yeah, yeah. I, I know that you've had, not say a failure, but a learning experience uh, in your own life. Talk about, give me an example of your own life where something like that has occurred, where you're like, man this didn't go exactly the way I planned it or the way I envisioned it and how did you overcome that and, and you know what, what type of advice would you give to somebody out there right now watching or listening that is maybe going through something and they're struggling and they, get, they can't break through their own you know say limiting beliefs or whatnot and how would you help them to overcome that so they can achieve their vision and their goals um, that they want to achieve in life?
1: Yeah I've had thousands of uh, learning experiences um, throughout my life and time and time again because like in school I was quickly labeled as a failure because of my academic marks. I, Mm -hmm. because we're, like Tony says, where focus goes, energy flows. I was putting in so much focus and energy into musical theater, into drama, into photography, things that I was passionate about. And then I would fall short and would not put any energy, any focus into the math, the sciences, and was quickly labeled a failure. And that identity that was placed on me not only made me perform worse in school, but made me get, like, affected other areas of my life. Like, I gained, in high school, I gained a lot of weight. And it was, like, I would cover it up well, um, but it was always an extra 30, 20, 40 pounds (laughs) as my close companion. You know, and it got to a point that you know well Luis, because Luis is a integral part of this transformation that I had, because I I was in the personal development space and I was doing all the things and I was reading the books and going to the seminars and being in the leadership positions, but I was still overweight because the back of my mind it was like, This isn't something I'm re- I had some stories, this isn't something I'm ready to master. And I didn't see myself as a failure because I used these other areas of my life as a vehicle, as an escape, to get away from my problems in this area. And like, how many times do we do that? Where if we're going so, if we're doing so well in our career, we sort of put the blinders on and go full into our career and are making like six figures a month and killing it, but then our relationships are taking a toll. Our relationships mm-hmm. are suffering, and we try we put it up because we're putting so much energy into Our career into our health or into relationships, and other parts suffer. So, I realized that if I want to be this person that preaches the stuff about achievement in every area and leadership and and setting goals and all that kind of stuff, I need to be fully congruent in every area of my life, including health. Because if you don't have your health, like you're you're dead. You don't you can't do what you want to do. You can't. Have great relationships, you can't be great in your business, you can't be great in your career, you can't have good French, like you, everything is affected by your health because that's how you show up physically and emotionally. The health of your body affects your biochemistry and your emotions drastically. You see someone that is overweight, their emotions are have a toll taken on them because the by our biology of the toxics that the toxins that we put in our body affect the emotional states that we live day to day that the one thing that people say if like if you're feeling sad or or depressed change your physiology go for a run drink water those are things that literally change your biochemistry and affect your emotional states so for me it was like there was a tipping point that was just enough is enough and I didn't only change the I always had the goal of losing weight and it's not about for you guys that are watching or listening It's not about the goal that you have necessarily because you could always have that goal, but if you don't change your approach and don't fully dive into that, and what I mean by that is changing your identity around Mm -hmm. the goal. Because I was always, like, even if I would lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, I would still consider myself unhealthy. My identity was unhealthy, right? So until I shifted that to when I went to go visit yours truly, Luis Angel in California, Mm -hmm. I... Decided. I made the decision, and the most powerful thing in the world to change is making a decision and acting, deciding and acting. Okay. So the decision that I made is that not that oh I'm going to lose weight like I did in the past for seven years. I always told myself I'm going to lose weight. There was no why. I wasn't connected. I I decided that I was going to become the healthiest version of myself because I mm. I need to do this not only for myself but for my family to be able to see my kids grow up and to inspire the people that look up to me. So that leverage of having all these people count on me and and being able to see my kids is a little stronger than just like, I want to lose weight to uh, you know look good at the pool party. You know, that that's the mindset that I had in high school. So I went to Louisa's and my identity shifted from I want to lose weight, which is still something that someone unhealthy says, to I am going so deciding, I commit, I will become the healthiest version of myself so that I can impact myself and others and be there for my family. So that shift in created my identity with, and I stayed with Luis, we were in between events um, in California, stayed with Luis, how long? We stayed together for three weeks and I was doing two a day uh, gym every day, sometimes two a day gyms, eating only greens and this, and it came naturally because every time I would get unmotivated, every time I would sort of fall into a slump, I'd get reconnected with the why and I would get reconnected with the identity of this is who I am. Like this is a part of who I am. Once I changed my identity to I'm someone that's healthy, I'm just a healthy yeah. person, your current situation has to match your identity. We are constantly looking to ways to become aligned and congruent with how we identify with ourselves. So if I create this identity of I'm so healthy, I'm so healthy, my current situation had to meet that identity because it needs to be in alignment, which happened over the five months and people are like, wow, that's so amazing. Seven years in the making. It's like, no, it took five months. Took seven years to make the decision, but it took five months to lose the 50 pounds. Right? So it's, it's the little shift in changing your identity, which did it for me.
0: And Tony always talks about that. It's, you know, the decision, like you said, it doesn't happen over 10 years, 12, whatever it is, seven it's years. Instant. It happens in that moment, in an instant. Uh, so when I remember when you were here, you know, you kept talking about that. We would go out to the pool, and like day one, you know, you were trying to cover yourself. I was trying to take a picture, and you were covering yourself up. Uh, I don't know if it was out of just, you know, you didn't want to show the world yet. Um, you know, what you were going through or whatnot. But after that, you're like, yeah, taking pictures, doing videos and all that because you felt better about yourself. You know, your confidence definitely rose dramatically. Not saying that you weren't confident before you were. It just, it it grew even more after, you know, those first, those few weeks of being here, just because you were committed to that outcome. You're like, I'm going to do this no matter what because of your strong why. And I saw you, man, I would wake up um, and and then I would be out here making breakfast or whatnot and you're like, all right I'll see you in a bit. I'm like, where are you going? I'm gonna go work out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and it was like you're doing it literally every day not taking a break I'm like dude, you got to take at least a day or two off. Like no, I'm committed I'm doing this and like you said you're doing your two a We'll go out for swims We're play basketball uh, We're working out man. I, those were some of the most Uh, I'll say painful days for me because I came out on some of those workouts that you put me through like super sore I've never been that sore before so um, I saw the amount of commitment that you had uh, to change and you definitely did and um, I remember I sent you a picture like a while ago of like I think the year before you came out here and you're like oh what is that that's like you know chunky version of me or something like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and then just to see you now man it's it it was a huge transfer and you kept that you know that weight off and now you you continue to go to the gym you you post snapchats all the time people go follow juan on snapchat i'll post this link down below um but uh (laughs) uh, you know you post snaps all the time talking about i'm going to the gym i'm going to the gym and, and that's an everyday thing for you so um i really uh, you know I look up to you for that and and continue to kick butt you know with it with your fitness goals and, and like like you said that carries forward into every other area of life as I've seen it because dude you became a number one international bestseller which is huge not a lot of people can say that and for your age people might think right now that you're probably like in your 30s or late no. 20s and you're not how old are you Juan
1: 22 22 turn he's 22 20, this year
0: he's 22 people he's a well, my eyes—he's still a kid. I'm 27. Going yeah, 27. but what are you saying, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and and here's the thing, man. So y- you you heard Juan his story and how he got into this. And listen, if you're in a position right now where you want to achieve greatness, goes to greatness. Uh, you want to achieve greatness in your life. And You want to excel in every area of life not just in fitness not just in business Not just with relationships, but in every area. I highly recommend for you to go and get this book right here goes to greatness uh, You get it, you know I'll post all the links down below you get it on Amazon and uh, you get the Kindle version and also the physical copy right there All the links down below, but listen I'm gonna end with this we're gonna have a little fun uh, to close out this video Juan, thank you so much again for coming and <laughs> I- I'm gonna just just ask you some fun questions. So Juan what's yes. your favorite um we'll start with this what's your favorite food to eat
1: Oof, favorite food i would say sushi
0: oh yeah but i can't have it
1: too much um <laughs> but if not sushi then mexican mm. We,
0: we go to Canada or they come here, and that's like the first thing that we do. We go oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember I held out on this last trip to Canada. I held out. I was going to go eat sushi out here in California. Um, and I was like, nope, I'm going to wait because I know Juan's going to take me to the best sushi spot out there in Canada. So, <laughs> sushi, definitely. I know that that's your top. Uh, what's your favorite book to read aside from yours and aside from mine, obviously? <laughs> nice favorite,
1: remember names, Louis. Angel. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, favorite novel would be The Alchemist. That uh, that book was one of the first books I I read, and mm. it was unbelievable. If you haven't read it, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. Go read it.
0: Definitely, huge book. What what do you like to do outside of reading and writing and and going out there and inspiring people? What's your favorite hobby? Ooh. Uh, I
1: love I love snowboarding. I'm a snowboard mm. instructor. Um, been for the past five years. Love one of my greatest passions, snowboarding. Um, I love. Playing basketball, keeping active, playing any real sports, um, and I love collecting watches. I collect Ooh. watches. It's one of my one of my big passions.
0: You got me. You got me a watch when I was a cat- kid. I I've never worn a watch. Maybe when I was like I don't know a youngster, but uh, up to this point, I my my wrists are have been bare. But I, now whenever I go out, I have a watch, and I always get reminded it. of Juan because he gave me a watch. Uh, so I know watches are huge for you. Um, what is who uh, not what but who is your like the person that you look up to the most you know whether he's he or she is still alive or you know somebody from the past or you're like man if if i can model any individual this individual i want to model for the rest of my life who would that be for you
1: i would say as corny as it is definitely would have to say my mom Mm -hmm. because the like the resilience she's had the ability to get through some stuff that is just unimaginable and the drive to just keep going no matter what and like just like taking a red eye home from an event and going straight to her office to work a full day like the, the work ethic she has but also the like the caring she has for the people around her is just unparalleled to anyone i've ever seen in my entire life Ever. Oh, so yeah.
0: yeah. Hey man, we we cutting onions over here or what? <laughs> mama <Yeah>. B, Mama <laughs> B, um, cool, Mama B. And then, well, what's your favorite quote that you like live for, like all on a regular, on a daily basis that pushes you and motivates you to go out there and achieve greatness within your own life?
1: My favorite quote, huh? It's a Bob Marley quote, hmm. and it is just let me get it real quick. It is in the book. <laughs> May the dreams of your past be the reality of your future. Wow. That I was actually, quick little side note in, like, when I was writing the book, it was done, it was published out, and then I stumbled upon this quote, and I was just like, that's it. Like, that <laughs> is the thing that I need to, like, tie it, like, end it. Like, that's the one, and it's, it's always been, like, a little mantra that I've had of just the vision of my past is becoming the reality of my future. The vision of my past becoming the reality of my future
0: vision to reality. I love that, man. I love that. And to close out right here, right now, give me your top three goals that you want to accomplish. Go from goals to greatness within the next five to 10 years. What are like the big things that you're like five five to 10 10 years? Yeah. If I do this over the next, you know, several years, like that's it. Like my life, I know I'm going to leave a legacy, not only for my children, but their children, the children's children. So what are the top three things you want to accomplish within the next five to 10 years?
1: five to ten years Mm -hmm. um write two more best-selling books um be one of the top um speakers in canada top youth speakers in canada transitioning into the adult market Mm -hmm. um create a seminar for um to train speakers and people that want to change lives to give them the ability to do so on a grander scale um be in the best physical shape of my life. I'm in good, I'm in great shape right now and I'm constantly working towards that and I find that there's never that end, it's always just constantly getting better. Um, Mm. Grow my relationship, Um, my relationships with my friends like you, like um, Omid, different people around the world that I'm so close with, I wanna become even closer with those people. Um, Obviously, become closer with my girlfriend and. Elevate that relationship to the next level. Um, and with my family, just grow my relationships. Grow my congruency with the things mm-hmm. that I do um, in in relation to the things that I say. Because a lot of times, I, I do, sometimes I do feel unmotivated. And I was like, what? getting that alignment with what I teach to who I am and becoming more aligned and aligned and aligned with that person. So that it's just natural, that part of me, that... That part that doesn't want to do the work, that part that wants to sleep in, isn't even a part of me anymore, you know. So gaining that alignment, that congruency, is definitely a key. And Yeah, I think that was like four. Three
0: yeah, four. that was that was definitely yeah. more than three. So <laughs> yeah. that was good. That was good. I mean, there there's one for you folks that say you know he goes above and beyond what is demanded of him. So. Uh, he, he listed off like five or six goals there, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so there you go, man. That's Juan again. Get his book. Goes to greatness. You want to become great at anything? You have to get this book. Link down below. Um, or yeah, follow follow him everywhere. He's on Snapchat. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's every YouTube. He has his own YouTube channel. Posts great and you know, amazing videos on there to help you out, inspire you to go out there and achieve greatness within yourselves. All right, peeps. Uh, that's it for today. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Peace out. See you guys.